Hey, there it is. You know what time it is, boys. Superboy 56. Welcome back, everyone, to the This Is Football podcast. We're bringing you just an absolute special, special episode of the pod. First time in the playoffs. We're going to be a little biased on this episode. The Los Angeles Rams, obviously. Obviously, I rep, I rep the blue and gold. Obviously, I have been all year long. So this one's going to be very hard to be biased in front of the Bengals. We're just going to go ahead and get that straight off the rip. But, I, but I'm going to do my best. I definitely am going to do my best. Because these Bengals aren't, aren't a joke. I will say that when after the 49ers game, the Rams beat the 49ers. And it is, it is unbelievable. That, that game there, honestly, it has, I've never been so let down during the middle of a game and then to, and then to just like like still believe that this team this this Los Angeles Rams team just had something special even when the Bucks they played the Bucks and the Bucks came back on them and Matt Gay had to hit a game winner and they had to play the Cardinal like man we're gonna go through we're gonna go through the Bengals we're gonna go through the Rams this this whole episode and we're going to tell you their paths to the Super Bowl because honestly, both are unbelievable as, as non-biased. We're going to start with the Bengals. Let me pull up, let me pull up the Bengals schedule for you here. Bengals schedule for 2022. That's what I want to look at because Honestly, in the beginning of the year, no one, no one seen them, no one seen them. Bengals schedule twenty twenty one season. In the beginning of the year, no one seen that these guys were actually gonna be relevant. Like, like this isn't something that's expected. No one, no one, no one bet in the beginning of the year, the Bengals and the Rams. At the beginning of the year. I was betting the Rams would be there, but would I? Did I ever, or did anyone ever mention the Bengals? The Bengals are. Let me Google also while I'm at it, because the Bengals, honestly, when you talk about a Super Bowl and and cheering for a Super Bowl, the team, the team with the the hardest, the hardest um, adversity, the greatest adversity, seems to be the team that everyone likes to cheer for. And the Bengals, the Bengals, their 2020 record, I'm going to let you guys think right now. What do you think their 2020 record was? Is it their 2020? No, not their 2020. Their, their, um, their 2019 record. The year they drafted Joe Burrow. So, so you know it had to be pretty bad. In 2019, the Bengals were 2-14. and 14. They won two games in 2019. That was year the Ravens were pretty good. The Ravens were 14-2. and two. 
two and fourteen the Bengals were. And then they drafted Joe Burrow in twenty twenty. In twenty twenty, they started out pretty decent. Let's go to their twenty twenty schedule. Let's look at that. We're gonna go back in AG. This is gonna be a long pod. We hope you guys like like I'm gonna do this research live with you so you kinda of get see what we're kinda of looking for here. Here we go. Bengals in twenty twenty. Now I wonder <clears throat> let's look wow, they have this edited for the commanders. Shout out Tyler Sponsor Shooting Wilson and Washington Commanders. Love the team name. But there you have this. So NFL preseason, that's the NFL preseason. Okay, here we go. The Bengals in 2020. After they drafted 2019, they're two and fourteen. Twenty and twenty. Here we go. Let's just look. They started off. Oh, that's a mess, I think. Oh, but then, uh, even then. Oh. What was their record? They're 10 and 7? What? Are you serious? The Bengals were 10 and 7 last year? That is unbelievable. It's hard to believe. Ten and seven, and then they became, and then and then this year, no one expected them to come. They didn't even start off. They didn't even start off that hot. I'm gonna have to open a lot of tabs here. Twenty twenty one schedule. Here we go. Let's look at the Bengals this year. Let's get more recent. Let's stop digging too much into their past. But the Bengals. Bengals, 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 NFL preseason. Here we go. <clears throat> okay, so they started the season off 1-0. They beat the Vikings. Oh, James Willard, they beat your Vikings in in overtime. 27-24. Heartbreaker. First game of the year. Football was back. Life was good. Bengals were on top 1-0. Everyone was like, we really don't care because no one knows who these guys are. Second week, they lost to the Bears, 2017, and Bears were pretty bad this year. And the Bengals beat the Steelers, 24-10. And they go in there, and I, I believe I remember them having a close game with the Bengals and the Jaguars. And they, and then, that was insane. And then they went and played the Packers. I remember that game. They played the pa- RJ Spencer. Remember that that game. They played the Packers final overtime. Packers twenty five, Bengals twenty two. And and when 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 we say these games, especially the Packers and Bengals, that's something that matters when you start to look at how good is a team for playoffs. That uh, that's going to count towards adversity because you're going to play the Packers, and I believe was that at. How do you tell this? <clears throat> I'm going to look and see if this is home or away versus. So they was at the um, 
so that's not in right now. But it's still pretty tough. <coughs> then you play the Lions. It's 34 11. And I feel like that game, everyone was like, yo, these Bengals are going to be nuts in like a year or two. Because Jamar, Jamar Chase was doing really good out the gates, in fantasy especially. If you're a fantasy owner and you had Jamar Chase, that boy did well for you the first couple weeks. And then he fell off. But then he ended the season strong. Then they played the Ravens, 41-17. Absolutely smoked them. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to take a peek at that game. Because um, the Rams played the Ravens. And the Rams only squeaked out a victory against the Ravens. It was a, it was not a close game. Or it was a very close game, sorry. They should have borderline lost that game. Rams came back, Matthew Stafford to Odell, Cooper Cup. Unbelievable, unbelievable. But the Bengals beat them 41-17. to <clears throat> Granted, they are in the Bengals. The Bengals-Ravens are in the same conference, so you'd be used to facing them and you would know it's coming, but still, could that make it harder? Or, I don't know. Then they go and play the Jets, and I feel like this game right here was when everyone was like, "Oh, the Bengals! The Bengals might not even be good next year." That's what I was. That's I, that's honestly. I mean, maybe I was the only one, but I feel like the kind of census when you lose to the Jets, people are like, "You're not going to be good next year. You got you got to be beating the Jets, and then you can have a gap year." But I didn't take them seriously after that one, and then they they lost to the Browns. Odell was still on the Browns at that point in time, too. The Browns beat them 41-16. to That is crazy. And they went and played the Raiders. Kostos, you sure didn't remember that game. The Bengals and Raiders. 32-13. That's crazy. And they beat the Steelers 41-10. But Bengals, Bengals put up numbers. Like, I don't know. The, you guys have heard me say Bengals 34, Bengals 41, Bengals 41, Bengals 32. Them boys put up points. I will say that. I've been just kind of scrounging through these lineups or these uh, the schedule for the week. Then they play the Steelers, beat them pretty bad, 41-10. Then they played the Chargers. I remember the Chargers and Joe Burrow game. They didn't. The Bengals didn't play well. The Chargers messed them up, forty-one twenty-two. And that's. I feel like I was higher at that point in time. I was higher. Now, granted, the NFL is like you live in the moment, and each week you just overreact to like, oh, this dude is the best player, and then the next week they go out and suck, and you're just like, wow, these guys are the worst player. But at that point, I was thinking Chargers. Chargers could make a Super Bowl. That's what I was thinking about the Chargers, not about the Bengals. 49ers came in there and beat the, beat the Bengals next, 26-23 in overtime. Then the Bengals play the Broncos, real low scoring for 15-10. to 10. They win that game. Then they go play the, the Ravens again. Oh, so they played the Ravens twice, put up 41 twice. Ravens 21. Then they play the Chiefs. Now, when they played the Chiefs at at Cincy, like literally right before the season started, that was a turning point for the Bengals. That was a that was a 
they've been believing it all year statement and they're like, yo, we can hang with the best because the Chiefs, Chiefs are Chiefs are on the AFC. And the Chiefs are coming to, to town. They're coming to Who Day Nation. And and the Chiefs the Chiefs at the beginning of the year, no one thought they kind of sucked. As I, as, as I said before, it's kind of a live in the moment type of thing. But then the Chiefs get real good, like real good. And then put, come into the Bengals. And the Bengals beat them 34 to 21. And that was the moment that everyone was like, okay, Bengals. Bengals can actually, hey, they're a young team. They're going to make the playoffs, I believe, at that point. That was for a playoff spot. And everyone was like, Okay, and I think that was the game to win. To win the, uh, they won the AFC North. So they, so they, they pretty much cemented a playoff spot and beat the best team in the AFC. Not the best team, the Titans have the number one overall record. But as I think, if we were just pulling the AFC, we would say Chiefs, Chiefs or Bills. Honestly, Bills could be in there too. But the Bengals beat the Chiefs, and that was that was simply unbelievable. That's when we started seeing Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase really start heating up again. And Tyler Boyd went off, CJ Uzma. I mean, come on. And then the Browns, the Browns, the very final game of the season, the Browns beat the Bengals 21-16. But we're going to go and say that Joe Burrow and them, I don't think, played a whole lot in that game. There, it, was a, it was the last game before playoffs. Then in playoffs, they, they beat the, the Raiders 26-19. That was a close game till the end. And then all of a sudden, the Bengals poured on. Because I remember halftime, I believe halftime, the game was tied. And then the Bengals, the Bengals all year long, and I'm going to kind of set this up, and I'm going to help tie this back in later. But the Bengals all year long have been a second-half team. They're not a, They're not a first-round. First half team, they kind of they kind of start off small, like really slow. A lot of games, and sometimes sometimes we've seen instances this year where they don't get the first quarter or the second quarter, but pretty much all year long the Bengals in the first half not that great, but second half poured it on, and the rate and the in the first half they tied the Raiders, and the Raiders in the first half and then the and then the Bengals came out and, and literally put a hurting on them. Twenty six nineteen. Oh snap, the Bengals just punched a ticket to the to the uh divisional round to play the Titans. It was King Henry versus I mean that's that's so unbelievable. It seems like so long ago, but the Bengals and Titans played King Henry. And King Henry is is injured all year. And the Titans still found out a way to win. And the Titans got the number one seed in the AFC. So they were the number one seed. Bengals are going into, into Tennessee. And, and um, Joe Burrow got sacked 12 times. No, not 12. I'm sorry. That's the wrong stat. He got sacked nine times. And the Bengals still won. I do I do believe no team has ever got sacked that much in the playoffs and still and still won. You get sacked nine times. 
You sh- you should not be winning that game. But Ryan Tannehill on that team, like the Titans defense was crazy all year long. We'll talk about that later when we talk about that game against the Rams. But the Titans have been have been nice all all year long. And the Bengals go in there and squeak out a win. I mean, squeak it out. But who cares? They're on their way to the NFC, ch- the championship. The con- oh, not sorry, not the NFC, the, the AFC. And the AFC conference game against who else but Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes. And it's an arrowhead. The, the time that the the Bengals beat the Chiefs, the Chiefs rolled in to Cincy. So Cincy had home, home field. But this time it was Joe, Joe, Joe Burr, Joe Seisty. He had to roll in. And I feel like this is a game that's like, that, like, that like cemented because no one was really talking about him after the Titans game because he, he didn't do nothing spectacular. It was a 19-16 game. And now it's 27-24. Bengals beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. They pull it out. They're down 21-3. Kansas City puts up 21 in the first half against the Bengals. And then the Bengals come out after halftime. And they score... Rapidly. And Patrick Mahomes couldn't do anything. He was, he does that weird, uh, and that's that's a whole different conversation for a whole other day about Patrick Mahomes. Because there's conversations that I feel like a couple of people aren't ready to have yet. It's just my personal opinion, but you can't really argue with four, four AFC championships in a row. At home. That's crazy on the Chiefs end. But the Bengals come in there and beat them. And Joe Seisty is born. Joe Burr is born. Joe Cool is born. Everyone all of a sudden starts like... Because the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. The Bengals. The Bengals that in 2019 were 2-14 and drafted this kid from LSU who was smoking on a cigar. Looking cool as shit. And he goes to Cincy, and we're all like, oh, wow, careers died. Because, like, that's how Cincy is. Cincy doesn't have an indoor practice facility. They they practice underneath, like, concrete runways. Like, this, the, the ownership of Cincy is so horrible. So bad. Detroit Lions bad. New York Jets bad. Jacksonville Jaguars bad. Now, granted, they made it to the Super Bowl. So I can't hate on, like, not having an indoor practice facility. But, okay, so let's talk about when when you're practicing for a Super Bowl. Right now, the Bengals are, are practicing in Ohio. Not right now. Right now they're in California, but all the first week of the Super Bowl week, 
students for the week leading up into this Pro Bowl. They're practicing outside in the cold. And the Rams are practicing in, in warm California. 75. Warm. Probably a little chilly for them, honestly, but nothing compared to I, I believe I believe since he got snow last week. So your your players are, are, are aren't are practice you don't practice as good in the cold. But where the cold sometimes helps you is if the game is played in cold. But the game's not getting played in cold, it's getting played in warm. So why not have a practice facility that you can go into? And this is this is stuff that goes into what the Bengals have accomplished this year. That's maybe it's a small thing, but you can see how it's an advantage for the Rams to be practicing in the warm air all all week, two weeks long, versus practicing in like snowy weather. You're not going to practice as good, and and yet they still overcome that and and they beat the Chiefs and they're going to the Super Bowl. The two and fourteen Bengals with Joe Burr last. Last season, got sacked 50 times. Or no, he got sacked 50 times this year. He's been sacked. He's the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. And he just, that's why Joe Cool is born. Because you get sacked 50 times, you have to be, like, just under pressure. You have to be amazing. And and his he threw 14 interceptions which is, I mean, a little high in all standards. But he finds a way to win somehow. He just he just has that Tom Brady find a way to win in him. And now he, he's not Tom Brady. But what like 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 Patrick Mahomes one time had it, but recently has not had that like I'm 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 here and I'm gonna win this game against the Bills. He did, but like as when you look at over a year, it's not like that. And Joe Burrow and his, it really honestly, this is Joe Burrow's rookie year. You, you I mean, I'm not gonna. You, it's technically his second year, but there ain't no one that's gonna say that last year counted. The dude was getting like literally obliterated, and then he blew out his ACL and was done. So he's basically a rookie, but we'll call him a second year player. Has just taken the Cincinnati Bengals to the Super Bowl. That's how that's how Cincinnati is in this bowl. And then we're gonna go through the Rams. And and oh man, I could talk for hours about the Rams and their trip to the Super Bowl. But we're gonna we we just we wanted to kind of give you. I feel like I did a good job. I did a great job of explaining the Bengals season non-biasedly. I gave them their, their props. Hey, 2-14, and 14, rookie year, I'll give it to you. You're in the Super Bowl. <laughs> but these Rams, man. Oh, I could talk about these Rams forever. We're going to dive. We're going to dive into it. Um, we're going to take a quick break. But we'll be right back to you after these messages. Before this script could even unfold, 
it already had a working title. Stafford is a substantial upgrade, but it was a steep price to pay. And that quarterback out there has never beaten anybody. By all in, they saw an organization mortgaging its future, chasing stars and headlines, in a desperate hope of getting here. I think this is a really risky move. Even though you're getting Odell Beckham Jr., you're not going to get the full value of Odell Beckham Jr. But the Rams are all in, and if it doesn't pay off, it won't be good. But over the course of 20 games, the Los Angeles Rams showed us what all-in truly meant. A single-minded focus, a relentless commitment to each other, and a quiet confidence that this is where they belong. If you've been listening, you've heard their pledge to cement legacies. This building wants to win for Aaron Donald, to create more mystique to his legacy. Maybe already the greatest, but he got to get that Super Bowl. I want Stafford to get him one. All that adversity he's been through. To bolster Hall of Fame resumes. To finish for those injured along the way. You see, what outsiders fail to realize is that All In was never about the picks. It's about the people and their shared purpose. Some got the call their shot while others prayed their phone would ring. But once they arrived, they bought in to an unwavering spirit of we, not me. Whether that meant months of grueling rehab, to be there when it mattered most. Staying ready for a larger role. stepping out of retirement to complete the cast. More than 70 Rams dress for a game this season. The 48 who will have helmets on Sunday will be playing for all of them and for all of us. How this story ends is unknown. All we have are the characters and the final scene. The rest is unscripted. This is your home. SoFi Stadium is your stage. Super Bowl or bust, they say. We'll take a look around. You're one win away from turning all in into all done. Yeah. How'd you like that one? We do great commercials here. I missed it that time. This is about to be the best, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes in podcast history. Because I, I, guys, I did my best. Oh, I did my best to be unbiased against the Bengals. Hey, you guys listen to the beginning of that pod. In all seriousness, that, that Bengals squad is special. But... This Ram squad, man, I've I've showed you guys, and and to be fair, that commercial, you wait till you see it in person. Go ahead, do yourself a favor right now. Go to Ram's YouTube and type in all in or all done and watch that for yourself. It it will quite literally blow your mind. So we're going to look into the Rams past now. We're going to go back 2019 saying we're going to kind of go through. We're not going to go through the whole because the Rams didn't have that sucky year. That was so important. 
We are going to go to the Rams' last playoffs. Because the Rams, unlike the Bengals, are a team that recently has been having some playoff success, especially under Sean McVay. Now, if you've been watching since the Jeff Fisher days, there was not much success. He was called 8-8 eight eight Fisher for a reason. So I feel like to properly, because of my, my ex, like extended knowledge of the Rams, the Rams story starts like so much farther back for me than for most people. Because I've watched Jeff Fisher. I've watched, I've watched Sam Bradford. I watched Nick Foles. Quarterbacks, St. Louis Rams. Case Keenum. I mean, the Rams used to be a what's up? Just just a very bad middle of the pack. Quite frankly, not to I mean you Steelers fans out there, but the Rams are what the Steelers are now. That's that was the Rams. Now, the Steelers will turn it around much faster than the Rams did, but the Rams, for the most part of um, my my fanhood of them, have been the Steelers the past two seasons, but worse, probably a little worse. There was definitely some losing seasons in there, definitely, definitely, and then the year that we drafted Jared Goff, I mean, that's, if you want to talk about, like, when the Rams became, like, something fun to watch. Because it went from nothing, just like, just horrible. Yeah, we had like some fun games. We were fun to watch. I loved watching the games. Johnny Hecker used to be pulling those fake punts, him and John Bones, Fassel. Like that dude as a special coordinator was awesome. And we've seen our moments. We, we've had some moments against Seattle in Seattle. Used to be some great Rams games. But we're now... We're now onto something better. When the Rams moved back to Los Angeles in search of creating just a, remember, they moved back to Los Angeles a year before being 2 and 14. So they're not the best team. So it's a, a, imagine, imagine the, the, the Jets moving to Los Angeles. They're not going to be a lot of fans that are like, oh, yes, we're going to jump on that. And so, like, right when you move back, it's not a great scene but it's it's pretty good because you're in LA and LA LA they have multiple like they'll cheer for their homage but you got to be good winning wins in Los Angeles but they had they had I mean they used to be from Los Angeles so there is a age group of like I want to say 50s to 60s that are some diehards but from like that 40 year old down you nothing about the Rams the Rams left. So you can see that the Rams being in LA and Andrew Whitworth just won, who's their left tackle, just won Com- Community Player of the Year. And it's called the Walter Mayton Pan- Man of the Year. But he's a com- for community. And and the Rams came back with a with a sense of wanting to plug themselves into the community of kids, not in a sense to take L.A. over, like, in a day, because Rome's not built in a day. Everyone knows that. 
But the Rams went into the community and said, we're going to raise up a generation of Rams fans. So Rams fans really are just getting started. But we're going to have, with continued success, that is. See, that's the thing about L.A. You don't win for a while in that success. So you're going to have to, to, to sustain it. And by the looks of it, I mean, I think we're going to be here to stay for a while. I think that's safe to say. Sure, sure, Matthew Stafford may be up there in age a little bit, but I think I think the Rams are going to be relevant for the better part of the next three, four years. We have a Super Bowl window. Now, everyone says about the Rams is, well, you traded in all these picks. But when you hit on late, late draft picks, you just, you, you don't need those first rounders. And guys are taking, the, Odell was asked today, about if if he were to re-sign with the Rams, even though he would have to take a pay cut, would he still do it? And he just smiled and was you know didn't give an answer because then you do lose some leverages. Every everybody wants to get paid, but he was a willingness to like. I know Sean Mc, the, the culture that Sean McVay when he was brought in after Fisher. This this we not me, and I'm gonna tie that. It's dude. It's like. It is like the freaking Warriors. It's that strength in numbers, very team-oriented. Steve Kerr and Sean McVay, I bet, would get along very well as coaches because Steve Kerr in, in like, into, in like put that on the Warriors. But Sean McVay, youngest head coach, comes in and instills this like energy to a team. And we start off we start off 2019. And we don't make playoffs that year. That was the year, I believe that was the year after our Super Bowl run. No, that was the year after we lost in the NFC championship game. Or divisional game, one of those. But we're not gonna go back that far. And Jared Goff, we missed playoffs that year. I believe we went nine and seven. Is that our record? Wasn't great. Oh, here we go. How did we? Did they? Preseason. Don't really show this very well. Nine and seven. So the Rams were nine and seven. And then they come into 2020, still with Jared Goff, mind you. It was still Jared Goff era. And we make playoffs. Last year we made playoffs with a record of 10 and six. We make playoffs. Not a great year, but we made it. So we make it to 10 and six. I'm not gonna nothing really special happened that year. Um, and we play besides besides the fact now what gets interesting about this year in particular, why this is so important about the Rams. This is the part that everyone is forgetting about the Rams. The Rams at the end of the year, Jerry Goff, he makes a throw again. I want to say it's against the Seahawks. 
he makes a throw and his middle finger goes against a Ram or a Seahawk defender on the line of scrimmage and he breaks his finger. I was in Mexico at the time of this. I flew out I flew out for the Rams Seahawks and the Rams Packers, I believe, is on the one way home. But regardless, Jared Goff broke his finger. All is well with Jared Goff. Jared Goff took us to a Super Bowl, him and Todd Gurley. It was great. Jared Goff breaks his finger. And then John Wilford, uh, he's our backup quarterback, and he um, finishes the last game of the season out. No need to play Jared Goff anyway. Just let the finger here for playoffs. But it comes into um, the Rams-Seahawks. So this is the wild card round. Rams, Rams make the wild card that year, last year. And and John Wolford, Jay Goff is out for that game. And Sean McVay takes a backup quarterback and beats the Seahawks 30-20 to 20 in the first round of playoffs. Impressive. Uh, growing as a coach. A lot of strength there. The Rams advance and they play the Packers. John Wolford, I believe, was – now, see, this is where my memory is going to get a little foggy because John Wolford – one of these two games, John Wolford came in and got hurt, like, immediately. And Jared Goff had to be brought in. I really want to say it was against the Packers. And he – he loses it for him. I guess this actually was against the Seahawks. The Seahawks and Jared Goff comes in, doesn't look pretty, but we scoop out a victory with a broken finger. Then we go into the then we go into the Packers. And I mean, honestly, Jared Goff has a broken finger, so he's not playing that well. Okay, it's gonna be hard to the middle finger throwing hand, it's gonna be hard to, to throw. So he goes into the Packers and he doesn't do well and and they lose that game. 18 to 32. If you're a Rams fan, you remember Aaron Donald just like he had his broken ribs. He was sitting on the sideline, tears in the eyes. Like, he was just like, F this. I, I got to get back here. I got to get one. And you heard you heard in that in that commercial that his teammates want to win one for him. Sean McVay wants to win one for him. Raheem Morris wants to win one for him. Jalen Ramsey, you heard him. He wants to win one for him. Every player, Aaron Donald is such a... He's the leader of this team. That's it, that that he's from Pennsylvania. He played at Pitt. He's that Yinzer that is just tough as nails. And he doesn't speak a lot. He's not very like loud spoken. But when he does speak, people do listen. Everyone remembers the clip against the 49ers and him having everyone circled up and they were like, We're here to play for you. So he's sitting there, he's sitting there. Tears in his eyes. They just lost to the Packers. And the Rams season is over. Heartbreaking. RJ loved it, but then they lose. The Packers go and lose to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay goes on and destroys the Chiefs. Tom Brady, a year ago today, came out with his um, his tequila he was on, that orange shirt. He was just kind of stumbling around. Tom Brady was drunk. It was hilarious. Life was good. Life was real good around that time. And so we go into the offseason. And January 30th, um, I'm here at the house. I believe Joseph remembered this story as well. 
where me and him are at the house playing some golf. It was a cold January 30th night. And we got to the garage. And I looked down at my phone. And across my phone is a tweet from Adam Scheffner. And this tweet is, is just the most like insane thing my eyes have ever read. Like, like just completely just like my brain was roasted. But it was Jared Goff has been traded to the Lions for Matthew Stafford and picks. That was the tweet. And that entire night, I was just mind blown that Sean McVay traded Jared Goff because there was obviously there was not there was something wrong that last year. But then they go and trade him. And you guys seen the photos of Sean McVay, Matthew Stafford, Andrew Whitworth sitting in the hot tub in Cabo. Sean McVay goes to Cabo with Matthew Stafford. And it's supposedly a like, oh, we didn't know you're going to be here as both same time. And like, maybe that's true. Maybe that's a cool story, but I don't buy it. Sean McVay definitely knew that boy was there. I don't know how he knew, but let's just go ahead and say that he had a connection that knew that Matthew Stafford was going to be there. That's no coincidence. And if it is, that isn't crazy. I guess who we are to say, but it seems fishy to say the least. But it doesn't matter because they trade for him. And Matthew Stafford's a Ram, and the Super Bowl hadn't even, or the Super Bowl was over. No, the Super Bowl hadn't even begun yet. And, and I remember watching the Super Bowl and being like, dude, we are going to be in this game next year. I literally believe that, and, and you guys will have to test your memories and, and remember, but I definitely believe the moment I see Matthew Stafford, I was calling up, you're going to the Super Bowl. It took me a couple of days because I was heartbroken for Jared Goff. I loved Jared Goff, loved him, still do. Big Detroit guy. So maybe Austin, maybe Austin, just to not get too sidetracked, maybe that's why I love Detroit so much. Has a little Jared Goff in there. Can't be too bad. I bet Jared Goff's having a great time. I bet he's I bet he's plugging himself in that community. But that's sidetrack. And I was calling and I was saying we're going there. So it's no surprise to me that we're here. You heard in the commercial, it's it's Super Bowl or bust. Well, we're here, baby. We're here. We made it. We're playing the Bengals. Uh, I mean, it's unbelievable. We start off this year, 2021 season, and we went to some games this year, so a lot of this is going to be like, you guys are going to remember some stuff here. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and go through it real quick. But I want to get back to these matchups, and I want to I want to start talking about like. Because the Rams are in the Super Bowl, guys. Looking at the wrong schedule. This isn't the right schedule. Why are we? Why are they doing that? 
2021 schedule. I want to look at 2021. I want to look at. I want to look at the 2021 schedule. And last year also was our first year in SoFi. So that's a whole part that I'm not even going to go over. But this year was the first year of having, of having fans back in the, in the stadium. Why does, why does 2021 want to bring up 2022? What are we talking about? I mean, I should know this off the top of my head. But... Here we go. Twelve and five this year. That's our. That was our record. Week one versus Chicago. We beat Chicago thirty-four fourteen. I think you guys remember the very first game of this year, watching Matthew Stafford on that rollout to Van Jefferson. First game of the season. I've been waiting all offseason for this, and it's finally here. And Matthew Stafford on a rollout to Van Jefferson goes bang. Hits a touchdown. The place is going absolutely nuts. So five, first time in fans. It was literally his first, first or second throw, and we just scored a touchdown, and L.A. is buzzing. Against the Bears, whatever, dude, we're buzzing. I start getting loud. I start getting real loud about the Rams. Then we go into Indianapolis. Indianapolis. <laughs> That's a tough word. And we beat we beat them 27-24. Don't have a great showing, but Matthew Stafford is only in his second game and we're like we're giving him time to grow. Remember Tom Brady when he went to, to the Bucks? Didn't start off too hot. It's all about getting hot at the right time. But we're still winning games. Then Tampa comes to town, and Tampa, when we played Tampa at Tampa, or in, in uh, no, that was at Tampa. No, that was Tampa came to our place, SoFi. And we beat up on Tampa pretty bad, 34-24, beat up by 10. Then we lost to Arizona, and everyone on that moment was Arizona Cardinals were going to the bowl. Arizona Cardinals were undefeated up until the very end of the season, but we're getting into that. Then we go beat Seattle 26-17, light work. Go and go to New York 38-11. That was a really fun game with a lot of hidden details about it. Then we play Detroit. Borderline almost lose that game to guess who? My boy Jared Goff. Stuff is great for the Rams. They're six and one. Play Houston. Seven and one. November starts. And we lose on, was it Sunday night to the Tennessee Titans, 28-16, and it looks bad. Stafford is playing bad. And, okay, growing pains. Then we play San Francisco Monday night. San Francisco beats us real bad, 31-10. And we're literally licking wounds going into our bye week, week 11. Seven and three, though. So, but like, man, you don't want to win, go into your bye week with two straight losses. Because guess who's coming? Guess where you're going after your bye week? 
Yeah, you're going to Green Bay. And you take a fat L there. 36-28, Stafford looks bad again. Throws for 302 yards. Henderson had 55 on the ground. Cooper Cup almost hit 100 yards. Cooper Cup, that's a whole different topic for a whole other day, but that boy is the best wide receiver going. Pretty respect on his name. Then Jacksonville comes around at the perfect time. You have a three-game losing streak. You play Jacksonville in SoFi Stadium, and it's a get-back game. It's a game that you, you need to win. And you beat them 37-7. to You spanked them. Because you need that. Because then you go into, or Arizona comes to town. And Arizona beat up on you pretty bad, 37-20, to the game of the year. Everyone remembers that game, too. And everyone remembers the Monday night game we played against Arizona. And half of our team out was out because of COVID. COVID was going crazy in the NFL. Because you don't hear anything about COVID now. In the NFL, at least. But we beat them with our backups, 30-23. to 23. Then we go have a game. Um, sorry, Arizona game. That Monday night game was at Arizona. So we went into Arizona, beat them up 30-23. to 23. Then we come home, play Seattle. Still have players missing. 20-10, to 10, we beat them. Then we play them in Minnesota, man. And this is what I'm talking about, getting hot at the right time. Because we've just seen three straight losses, and then I'm going to show you five straight wins. We have Jacksonville, beat them up. Arizona, beat them up. Seattle, beat them up. Minnesota, beat them up. Baltimore, pull out a tight one. And then here comes San Francisco again, and you take a fat L. 24-27 overtime, but like it wasn't really close. But oh well, we didn't really need to lose that game. And, and San Francisco had so many fans in that stadium at the time that and that was at at SoFi and it was red. Now we're into playoffs. Cause everyone loves playoffs. Now I remember playoff schedule twenty twenty two. Probably not gonna bring them up. But we play we play the Cardinals. And and that game, I mean, everyone's gonna say now, like that we should have we should have not lost that game because we spanked them, but everyone was like, you know, the Cardinals are good. And and freaking we come out there and we beat them. First, first home playoff game in SoFi, and we beat them up bad. They come back a little bit in the in the in the, in the second half, but then we have to go into Tampa, and we beat the brakes off of Brady in the first half. Guess what happens in the second half? Brady comes back. Almost beats us. We had a game-winning field goal. Holy crap. We're going to the NFC Championship game. And we were supposed to face Green Bay. But there's another little heel that's been in the playoffs, and that's the 49ers, who if the Rams beat the 49ers the very last week of the season, Niners don't go to playoffs. And Niners don't play the Packers. And maybe the Packers are still there to play you. But... The Niners beat the Cowboys, then they go on and beat the Packers, the biggest upset of the year. 
with they beat the Packers without scoring an offensive touchdown. Like that is unbelievable. How do you even do that? And then you're playing, the Niners are playing in SoFi again. Last time they played it, they called it Levi South. Levi Stadium is the 49er Stadium. They said, hey, thanks for building us another stadium. And remember, that stuff that I'm talking about, like Rams have got to build it into the generation. It's going to take a while to get your fan base because your fan base is lacking. That. That's, that's horrible that another team can just take over. But we play them, and we're down the entire game. And and in my head, I was so frustrated because it was just like just another year. I was starting to think like that Matthew Stafford trade. Yeah, it's yeah, it's great, but dang, Sean McVay. I'm, I'm starting to feel bad. You can't beat the Niners. Oh and seven against oh and six against them. Almost oh and seven. Can't beat them once. Granted, some of them with Jared Goff, but still not once. And you find a way to win. And and now this Matthew Stafford, who at the beginning of the year everyone says can't win a can't win a playoff game, not that great. No one believed in him, has been just shutting up haters all year long, and he won a playoff game against Arizona, and everyone's like, oh congratulations, but he's never beat the Niners, and Rams can't beat the Niners. That was the narrative, and we beat him, and now and now this narrative again, that oh Rick. Bengals going to beat the Rams. And when I keep that, when I look back, again, I said, first, first impression when I heard that the Rams and the Bengals were playing, I thought we were going to spank them. That was my first initial thoughts. I'm like, yo, the Rams just won a Super Bowl. But then over time, you know, you start hearing stuff on TV you start actually looking and digging into like we just did into the Bengals. And and I see stuff that worries me. And that's what we're about to talk about next. The stuff that worries me and stuff that should be encouraging if you're cheering for the Bengals. But I'm going to give scenarios that if the Bengals want to win this game, because I, I mean, obviously the Rams are the better team. There's not, there's not arguing that. The Rams have the better roster, the better players. Just better. If this was a three-game like series, Rams would win. They may lose one, but the Rams would win. They're not going to lose three games, two games to, to Joe Burrow. But they can lose one. Because in the end, end of it, the, the Super Bowl, as hyped up it is, it is, it is, as it is it's, it's one game. Anything can happen. We've seen all year long the Chargers, the Chargers looking amazing and then looking awful the next game. Just one game. But you can't you can't have that happen now. The Bills, the Bills lost to the Jags. The Bills are insane. Remember that playoff game? Chiefs, Bills, amazing game. And that Bills team lost to the Jaguars. Just one game. So to to and when you look at it like that, my mind starts going, well, okay, it's not it's not out of the realm of possibilities that the Rams can lose this game. 
rationally, thinking non-biased. And you look at how the Bengals have been winning games. These are all things that need to happen if the Bengals want to win this game. But if you look at the, the Bengals, they just win. They win games that they shouldn't. You get sacked nine times in a playoff game and you win. You're down 21-3 to on Kansas City and you come back and win. Those are games you shouldn't win and you're so young. You don't know. You don't even know pressure. Joey Burrow playing for LSU in the championship. That's, I mean, like how much more pressure is that than this? Everyone knows what pressure feels like. Whether you're playing a sport, whether you're whether you're playing, you know, crowded party, you're playing some some pong, one cup left, whole house watching. Your partner misses; it's all on you, and you drain it. Everyone knows those moments. Everyone knows what that pressure that comes along. Pressure doesn't. You know, pressure is kind of like a for each person, kind of the same. Once you start dealing with pressure a lot, like Joe Burrow has. He's not held these close games. And he can just win. And he's like, cool, Joe, cool, under pressure. That's scary. For a team not to give up after in the playoffs, after being 21-3 and just hanging up your hats and saying, yeah, you know what? Hey, we're the Bengals. We're 2-14. Let's just hang it up. Great playoff run. No, they, they, they said we were going to win. And that kicker, McPherson, is a dog. The dude can... The dude can Punch a pill. If the Bengals can somehow keep this game close at the half, I think that spells troubles for the Rams because we've seen the Rams in the second half all year long, not great. Bengals in the second half, great, bad in the first half. So you're going to have a tale of look at the Rams against. The Buccaneers up big. All of a sudden, Tom Brady comes back in. So can can the Bengals keep it close until halftime? And I, I think you see a shot. Because even if they're down 21-3, though, they still believe they have a way. If I'm going to make a prediction that says if the Rams don't score over 27 20, ah, that's tough. If the Rams don't score over 25 points, they lose the game. The Rams are going to have to put up points if they're going to win this game, I believe. So the Bengals just got to keep it close. Because Sean McVay at halftime is 47-1. So he gets up by halftime, and there's a good chance you're not going to win that. But it happened this year, last, 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 game, of, last game of the year, we were up. By 10 on San Francisco. Lost to them. Second half. So the Rams have proved in the second half. Now they're going to need to overcome that because Joe Burrow's proved that he's great in that second half. So that's something that maybe it's because you're up big and then you like just start cruising and you just got to put the, the, the foot on the neck. Maybe Sean McVay is not a foot on the neck kind of guy. Actually, I know he's not. He doesn't really like to do that. He likes to get a lead and then just run the ball and take the clock down. And most times it works out for him. But against Joe Burrow, you want you can't you can't just you can't stop attacking. So 
So there's definitely areas of concern now that I've actually looked into this and like, I'm going to give a final score prediction, but the Bengals definitely have a chance to win this game. I'd, I'd be dumb not to say that. But when you start looking how Tennessee sacked him nine times and you look at the Rams defense of Aaron Donald, Von Miller, like they, the Ram defense wins you championship and the, and the Cincinnati is not known for the defense. The defense played great in playoffs. They're not known for it. And the Rams, the Rams, sure, sure, one of the player might have a quiet game, but bet of all those star players on that defense, Jalen Ramsey, Von Miller, Leonard Lloyd, Leonard, Leonard Floyd, Leonard Lloyd, <laughs> A. Sean Robinson, Greg Gaines, Sebastian Joseph Day, Eric Weddle, who comes out of retirement right before playoffs. And he's calling the plays in the game. Raheem Morris, our defensive coordinator, has his mic on. And when he's calling in defensive plays for the Rams to run, Eric Weddle, off of retirement right before playoffs, he's the one that's communicating that. Nick Scott, who popped Dubo Samuel, Von Miller, like I said, Aaron Dock. The, the boys are going to eat. Jalen Ramsey and Jamar Chase is going to be an excellent, excellent matchup. And then you go over to the Rams offense and you have Matthew Stafford. And you have Odell Beckham Jr., Cooper Cup. No Tyler Higby. That might hurt him too. But it's going to, I think it's actually going to be a very good game. And I think, I think, I think the Rams come up on top. But you have Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Nixon, Mixon, Cam Akers. I mean, both teams are built similar. The coach is the Rams coach from two years ago. This just has the makings of one of those great Super Bowls. Whether, whether it's a just Joe Burrow, Matthew Stafford going back-to-back, or whether the Rams defense can win this game themselves because Joe Burrow has looked bad at times. Matthew Stafford has looked bad at times. So it could be go either one of those ways. But I think we're going to be in for a decent game. I, I, it's just the more I think about it, the more it is just – I'm just so ready for this game to start. Um, it's, there's just so much you can only talk about it. And you just need to watch it and you need to see them put their talents out there and, and, and let it happen. Score prediction for the game. I'm going to say Rams 35. Bengals. 32. I say it's within a field goal. I think the Rams are going to pull this one out, guys. I really do. I really do. Um, I don't know how else to say it. I think we got this one. I think the both stories are unbelievable. The Bengals have an unbelievable story. The Rams have an unbelievable story. And it's, it's, it's what we've been saying all playoffs. It's win or go home. Win, win or go home. There's only one winner. There's no, there's no pride in, in saying you went to the Super Bowl. You're just like everybody else. You got to win that sucker.
Sean McVay, last time he was in the playoff in the Super Bowl, lost pretty bad to Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. You, Aaron Donald, they, the, I, the Rams, I think it's going to be one of those games where the, the Rams are just going to want it a little more than the Bengals. And you're going to be able to see that out, out, out on, the, on the field. You're going, to see, you're going to see the desire to be world champions from this Los Angeles Rams team and to bring in front of the, the biggest stage. They're all about playing on big stage. Matthew Stafford, when he came here, he says he wants to play on big stages. He wants to play in the big games. He wants to steal your soul. He literally wants to just win, and he wants to show his talents off because he's been this G- Detroit guy for 12 years, and now first season with the Rams, he's going to the Super Bowl. He's been through just awful 12 years. You don't think that guy just wants it just unbelievably bad? Joe Burrow kind of like expects it almost. I don't feel like that want for Joe Burrow isn't there. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I just don't think it's there as much as it is for Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Odell. They just want it so bad. Sean McVay, you know he wants this so bad. Sure, the Bengals want it, but this is a game that's going to be coming down to who wants it more and who doesn't. Winner go home is February 10th, guys. Thanks for tuning in with me. Is it February 10th? Did I get the date right? I actually think it's February 11th. February 11th, 2022, we are, what's today? Friday. We are two days away from Super Bowl 56 in SoFi Stadium to watch the Los Angeles and Rams. Wow, I butchered that. The Los Angeles Rams against the Cincinnati Bengals. Just want to see a good game, but I want to see the Rams just dominate too. I'm so excited. I only have one little thing that I want to say. Not that I want to say, but that I want to share with you guys before we hop off because it's Super Bowl week. It's time. It is time for the Super Bowl. This is the moment we've waited and watched all season long for the Super Bowl. Everyone loves the Super Bowl. You're going to have some great food. You're going to watch some great ball with some people you normally don't probably watch ball with. And we're going to watch these Los Angeles Rams. I'm going to manifest it, guys. I'll have a reaction pod regardless. Regardless, I'm going to commit to a reaction pod, win or lose. But I'm going to manifest it right now. Rams are going to win, baby. That's all I can say. So how else do you end this pod? Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Until after the Super Bowl, we'll see you. This is your host, Kyle Miller, logging off from his Dover pod area. Wishing you guys a happy Super Bowl. Enjoy the halftime show. It's going to be pretty, pretty stinking good.